to the first time comers, a great warm word of welcome. It's great to have you with us. I trust that you'll really sense the presence of God. And I pray that your hearts will be changed, not just for today, but forever. We've been having, we had a six-week series where we looked at what are the things, the most important things that you need to be committed to. What was the first one? God. Second? Ourself. Third? Our spouse. Fourth? Our children. Fifth? Fifth? The church. And lastly, work. Okay? And God puts you in your work because He's called you to make a difference there, not just to make an income. Then comes the bonus. We are called to serve in our work. If you, if you are in your work just there for the income, you're prostituting your time. Hello? Your, the whole purpose you're there is to serve. Go and study the scriptures. It's all about serving one another with your gift. That God blessed you with. Because at the end of the day, we can do nothing without Him. Amen? So if you missed that series or any part of it, you're welcome to go and download it or go and have a look at it on YouTube or on iTunes. I trust you'll enjoy it. This morning I'm starting a new series. So are we ready? Let's go. I would like to ask you a question. Who is the most important person on the planet? On the planet, on earth. On earth, yeah. (laughs) Who's got a gun here? (laughs) No. Next one. Who's the most important person on the planet? Children. My wife, Jesus, sorry. Your neighbor, okay. Who's the most important person on the planet? <clears throat> You're upsetting my heart. Who's the most... Hello? Wow. Got it. Excuse me? <laughs> the most important person on this planet is the Holy Spirit. You didn't like that, eh? You failed the test. <laughs> I put it on screen there. Or you can read it on screen. The Holy Spirit is the person Jesus sent to complete the job of God on earth through you and I as the church. He's the most important person on this planet. He is more intelligent than every professor, doctor, individual put together. He has more wisdom. Put together. Do you know that? Do you believe that? How often do you consult him then? Uh, about every decision. If, if we believe that, then my question to you is, why don't you always ask him, should I do this, should I go there? Because he's there to guide, lead, direct us. Yet so seldom do people inquire of him, what is the right decision here? Would you guide me? Would you lead me? Would you direct my paths? How foolish are we? Come on. Hey? It is so easy for us to rely on our own wisdom and intelligence. And God says, don't do it. Why? Because we have someone that comes alongside us. And that is the incredible blessing of the Holy Spirit. Joel 2 verse 28 to 29. Many of you know it. For those of you that are not aware of it, it reads as follows. And afterwards, I will pour out my Spirit on who? On all people. That means 
every human being that is open to receiving the Holy Spirit, black, white, colored, Indian, Chinese, doesn't matter. Okay? Carries on. Says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Awesome. So you should see prophecy. Your old men will dream dreams. Okay? Your young men will see visions. So we have prophecy, dreams, and visions. Okay? Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. In those days, in other translations, it talks about in the last time, in the end times. So when did the end times start? Or in the last days, other translations say. The last days is when Jesus ascended, right? So that's been going on a long time. And he says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And he goes even further down and he clarifies that. And he says, on everyone, even servants. In other words, there's no respecter of persons. It's not, well, you're great and highly educated or rich and this one's poor. So, No, no, no. Everyone that is open. How awesome is that? You might be a respecter of persons. God is not. He's a respecter of the heart, the open heart. And if your heart is open, wow, here's a place to reside. My question to you is, does he, will he, does he find a place to reside in your heart and in your life? Because you are open. So in this day and age, we should be seeing so much more, what? Prophecies, visions, and dreams. When last did you prophesy? When else did you dream or see visions? I believe we need to see more of this in the church. Who of you say amen to that? Right? And if we're not, then we need more of the Holy Spirit for that to be part of the fulfillment. So I'm going to share with you a series on, we're going to do a couple of weeks on the Holy Spirit until you are so enthusiastic. I cannot, I cannot do anything, but I know that I can help create a platform that you'll become enthusiastic and desirous of more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? And I pray that in these next few weeks that God is going to create such a yearning desire in your heart that you will never again be satisfied to the extent that you are fooled. Even if you're overflowing, that, that's, that desire, that unquenchable fire will never end. How awesome is that? Are you excited? So, if any of you have confusion or doubt and questions, uh, I'm going to try and hopefully eliminate some of those. Okay? And you're welcome to stop me at any time and ask me questions. Okay? On condition you take the mic. And that is so that it, otherwise it messes up the YouTube videos. People can't hear. Okay? So you're welcome any time to stop me. Just take the mic. Okay? I think... I don't, there are many different translations. The Bible talks about the Holy Ghost. I don't like that. You're welcome to talk like that. Many people do. I don't have a problem. If you do, I'm never going to, you're never going to hear that I say that. Never. Why? Because the minute we say ghost, we think, oh, the spooky presence or this force or this Casper or, no, no, no. So for me, it doesn't work. I'll never say that. You're welcome, however. And your Bible is welcome to translate it like that. I ain't going to translate it ever like that. Okay? So it's, please note the Holy Spirit is not a ghost. Okay? He's a, he's a person. Someone to be honored. Someone to be revered. If you say a guest or an unseen guest, no problem. Okay? 
So I pray that this morning we're going to all be touched anew and afresh and set on fire. And that he will become the dominating presence in your life. Again or for the first time. And it will stay like that. Who wants him to who wants the Holy Spirit to be the dominating presence in your life? Amen. Awesome. So my first point this morning is the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Is God the Father a person? Is God the Son a person? Is God the Holy Spirit a person? Yes. Okay. Who's the most important person? <laughs> okay, now you submit, okay. He's not a divine force or an impersonal being. He's a person. He's the third person of the Godhead. Here we read in John 16, verse 13 to 15. But when he, the spirit of truth, Jesus speaking, by the way, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Okay? So if there's something that you're not sure about, ask him. He has all truth. If you ask me a question I can't answer, then who should you be going to? We don't get all flustered. We say, I don't know. Let's go and ask, ask him. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it, make it known to you. And we are in such a privileged day. Jesus Hardly ever went to Jerusalem. Everyone thinks we spend most of his time in Jerusalem. He actually didn't, by the way. Okay? Go and do a bit of your studies. He did. Now, the tragedy is that Jesus could only be in one place at any given time. Yet when he goes, he says, I will send you the Holy Spirit who will come and he will comfort you. And he will guide you. And he will lead you. And he will tell you truths that you do not know when you inquire of him with a sincere heart. Okay? See, he says, I will send the Holy Spirit. Who, did he, who, did, who does he say he will send the Holy Spirit to? To all people. That means that he can be with every single one of us at the same time. So God, the Holy Spirit, will not be limited like Jesus was. How awesome is that? What a blessing. And that is the blessing of Jesus leaving. Is that he said, I will send the Holy Spirit. So don't be concerned, because I will still be with you. Because the Holy Spirit is only going to do what I want him to do and say what I want him to say in any case. And now you're having him right there with you. It is like me being with you. The deity of the Holy Spirit cannot be mistaken. Have a, look, have a look at these facts. I put it on screen there. Christ is born. The Spirit is the forerunner. Christ is baptized. Who bears witness? The Spirit. Okay. He was tempted. Who led him into the desert to be tempted by Satan? The Spirit. Do you think you can fast 40 days and 40 nights without the help of the Holy Spirit? And his strengthening and his comfort and his guidance in your life? I don't think so. I certainly don't. Christ ascended. Who was there? The Spirit took his place. Every single time. He was a man led by the Spirit of God because he was fully yielded to God and his leadership in his life. 
John 16:7 says, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. If I go away, I will send who to you? The counselor. Who of you last, who of you have lately needed counseling in your life? Put up your hands, please. Who did who did you go to? I did go to. Who did you go to? The rest of you. Hey? Good. That's how that's who we to go to. Can you go to someone else? Yes, but let me tell you that second hand wisdom. Second hand knowledge. Because they're getting it from God, hopefully. Otherwise, you are not going to be set free. We are to go to the counselor, the ultimate counselor, the ultimate psychologist. Studying psychology, quite frankly, is a waste of time. Why? Because if you're a child of God, who should you be going to? He is the counselor. You will not get a better counselor. Some of you think, oh, you shouldn't say that. Well, it's the truth. You would not need psychologists if you all went to the Holy Spirit, would you? If everyone on planet Earth went to Him, who has all wisdom, all knowledge, all understanding, we wouldn't need. Who disagrees with me? Put up your hand. You're welcome. I believe with all my heart, if we, if we were totally surrender ourselves and really believe what the scriptures say, that he is the ultimate counselor, I mean, who should I be going to? With all my concerns and all my problems. Him. He's going to give me the best counsel, the best advice, the best direction. Say, yes, do this. No, don't do that. And sometimes we are inclined to want to jump ahead of God and say, I remember years ago, and I've shared it before, I got a prophecy from Ed Trout. Said your one of your biggest problems. I don't, who knows Ed Trout here? Yes. Interest? Uh, do you? Who else knows? And uh, I mean, I was I don't know. This forty. This is about twenty-eight years ago. And he says to me, your, one of your biggest problems is you want to jump ahead of God. You're so enthusiastic, you jump ahead of God. And come on, how many of you are, and I are like that? We're so enthusiastic, oh yeah, now let's do this and do this. And we're going to do this for God, but he, He's still there. And he, Hello. And He waits for us to say, okay, 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 okay. I tried to do things in my own way, in my own strength. Forgive me. When we do it in His strength and in His power, there's major success. So I want to encourage you. Allow Him to be the number one counselor in your life. And you can get counsel and wisdom from other people. God places them in our lives. But when you cannot get the answer there, I guarantee you the best place to go to is the counselor, the Holy Spirit. Hands down, best advice every time. Number two, the Holy Spirit is given as a gift at salvation. you agree with me on that? At salvation, you get the given the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 verse 37 to 38 says, When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? <coughs> Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
The minute they gave their lives to the Lord, when they, in other words, they were born again out of the spirit of darkness into his marvelous light, they were given the Holy Spirit. Do we all agree with that? Question. Okay. Question. Don't ask before I'm finished. No, only you're joking. I know that. I know that well. You've got to use the mic, okay? Hey? That's the rule. Okay, I know that well. You will then receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and that we receive it at at salvation. But just a little while ago you said that Jesus, and I know this as well, that Jesus said, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit can't come to you. And that is why I've got to go so he can come. Now, this is telling us that we've already received him. No, it's salvation. Okay? Yeah. Let me clarify things before you jump ahead with questions. The Holy Spirit comes and he lives and resides within you at salvation. Okay? At the point of salvation. salvation. Yes. Your, your individual salvation. Okay? You must know the Holy Spirit is not welcome in a vessel that is not surrendered to him. Because he cannot live within sin. Okay? That's why when we sin, we grieve the... Holy Spirit, okay? So at salvation, you receive the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, let me just go back a step so that this can be clarified. But when you, when you give the li- your life to the Lord, are you born again? Are you going to heaven? Hello? Are you going to heaven? Right, okay. Why? Because it's by grace you save, not through works, so that no one can boast. That's clear, it's settled in your heart. Okay? How come then do you go and get baptized in water? Obedience is one reason. You get baptized in water for obedience. What else? To show, to show what? To show, to show people and to make a declaration in the spiritual realm that I no longer live to my old nature, coming out of the water, being raised up in newness of life, saying, Lord, I devote my life to you. Right? So it's also a declaration. Okay? Hello? Does it save you though? No, you already said just now that you're already saved. Okay? However, it is a spiritual declaration. Okay? And and a very important declaration. And it's a sign in the heavenlies that the old is gone, the new has come. Right, got it? Number three. The Holy Spirit baptism is the second baptism. And it's important for you to understand, when I give my life to the Lord, the Holy Spirit comes and resides within me. He becomes resident. However, he is not necessarily president. There's a difference in this. Okay? Watch this. Acts 1 verse 1 to 6, it says there, In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. Verse 3. After his suffering, he he showed himself to those men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not ju- leave Jerusalem. Who is he speaking to? Were they born again? Excuse me? Were they born again? Yes. Had they given their lives to the Lord? Yes. Had they received, received salvation? Yes. Okay. 
says to them, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Different encounter. Salvation, receiving the Holy Spirit, and being baptized is a different encounter. Do you agree with me now? Clar- clarifies that. So here you get baptized in water, okay? And here you get baptized in the Spirit. Yet you, you're, you receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. However, He's not yet He's resident here. Here He becomes president the minute you get baptized. And you get baptized on fire and you get, become full out for Him. There's a major dis- difference. The, 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 the word baptizo, or baptism, as we know it, if you go and study it up, you will see that it, and I've shared this before, baptism means what? Being immersed. It's the same as when a ship sinks, what happens? Water goes into every nook and crevice and cranny in that boat, everywhere, right? And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. He wants to infiltrate every facet, every area of our life. Not just a certain segment or section, but every part of our lives. Amen? Okay? Also, a piece of dye, when you dye a piece of dye, it goes into every part. And the same, that is what baptism means. That is what baptism means. When the Holy Spirit, when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you need to say, Lord, I open every part of my life for you to come and infiltrate. That's what he wants to do. That's what he yearns to do in the heart of every believer. Acts 8 verse 13 to 17, for those of you that are not convinced yet, are you reading with me? Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, in other words, they had received salvation, right? Agreed? They sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Why? They, had, they were born again, but they had not yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. Simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. They had been baptized in water. Okay? Verse 17. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Does that clarify it for you? So they were born again. They were baptized in water in the name of Jesus. But they had not yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit and they were baptized in the Spirit of God. To overflowing. Point four, lastly. The Holy Spirit comes upon us to give us goosebumps. Is that the reason? No. To empower us. For what? For works of service. Many works of service are not being done because people are not... Come on, say it! Baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're too shy. They're too timid. They're too scared. Why? Because they're not empowered. Hello? Come on. Now you, now you know the reason why the church is not advancing. Because people are too scared because they are not empowered. They have the Holy Spirit resident, but they don't have him president. There's no overflowing. 
Because I, I, I shared with you when I spoke on self, on taking care of yourself. It, it's from the overflow of my life that people can enjoy. If I don't have overflow, I have nothing to give you. Because if you're going to take from my cup, you're going to destroy me. And I'm going to become very grumpy and ugly and nasty and I'm going to lash out to you. But when I'm overflowing, that is for people. And that is why he says, I want, you to f- I want to fill you to overflowing because that is what changes society. That is what changes nations. That is what changes the world. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Nothing in me, no hope of no glory. So he comes upon us to empower us. And the Christian life, or should I say, the kingdom citizen life is to be one that is, super, is, is a life that is supernaturally empowered. I want a life that is empowered, that will change people's lives, that will change people's hearts, that will enthuse people to love God more and to live a holy and godly life. If you're not enjoying the supernatural life, then you need to say, have I really been baptized in the Spirit? Or have I just been born again? Or do I have sin in my life? Because remember, the minute we sin, we quench the Holy Spirit. We grieve Him, some translations say. And many times when we do not consult Him and say, what should I do in this situation? And we start doing things in our own strength and doing whatever we want, we grieve Him. And the end result is, we get hurt, others get hurt, and there's no spiritual effect in other people's lives. Who believes God wants to change this nation for the good? Yeah? All of us here. Do you know who he's going to use? Hmm? Amalema? Hmm? Cyril? He's going to use the believers. He's going to use his kingdom citizens. Oh, it certainly won't. I guarantee you that one. I'll put my head on a block and you can chop it off if he does. I guarantee you he will not become. God will not allow a divisive person to, like that to take over this nation. Oh, oh, to be fooled. Oh, okay, okay, now awesome. But who's he going to, who, how will he know unless someone tells him? Unless someone is sent. Who of you are sent? Ah. We need to pray for harvesters. Why? The Bible says what? The harvest field is ripe. Maybe now it's already fraught, church. Because the church is not doing their mandate. They're not fulfilling the calling upon their lives. Hello? We've got a calling. We've got a mandate to bring not just positive change, to bring godly change in this nation. And God left and he said, I entrust you. Go and make disciples. Go and make followers. And know that I'll be with you forever. But you, your mandate is not just to go. You, your mandate is to make disciples. Equip them. Train them. And know that, baptize them and know that I will be with you. Who of us are going to take up that mantle, that amazing responsibility? But let me tell you now that we will not have any effect I'll repeat it. The church will have no effect if we try and do it in our own strength. However, if we do it with the power that the Holy, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we will have major effect.
They say that 70%, 80% of this nation is Christian. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard. They believe maybe in God, but so does Satan. Hello. You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their love. And if we say that we are such a godly nation, how come do I see so much ungodliness taking place and corruption? And I mean, we choose godless leaders. We need this changed. But this means every one of us as children of God, of kingdom citizens, we need to bring the change. But you, we need to be empowered in order to do that. So, who of you are desirous to be empowered by, by the Holy Spirit and to be baptized? And there are many ways, and I'll deal with that in weeks to come. The Bible says you can be, you, you, there are many times some people laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And this happened and they received the Holy Spirit. And they, sometimes they were waiting in the upper room doing what? Having people praying for them? No, they were worshipping. You can, you can receive the baptism in any situation, long as you're open. It, it's all about having a heart that is open. Saying, I open my heart for you to come in. And not just, I don't want you resident, I want you president of my life. I choose to surrender my life to you. No longer me. No longer I that live it, but Christ in me. Hannes, would you play for us? We're going we're gonna to sing Holy Spirit. Now I want to encourage you, those of you that want to stand there, you're welcome and to worship God. Those of you that want to sit there, I, I do pray, however, that you will open your heart and stand in your heart, even if you sit on this, your seat, that you will stand in your heart like this and say, for me, baptize me, empower me. I want to be a nation changer. I want to be a life changer. I want to impart truth into people's lives. And I know I need to receive revelation from the truth giver in order to do that. Amen? Would you do that? Those of you that want to come for me to pray with you, that I'll pray with you with love. Those of you that want to just sit there and worship God, say, come and baptize me, fill me afresh, you do that. Okay? And let him fill you afresh and anew. Amen? Come, let's worship. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace. Thou art welcome in this place. Come and baptize us anew and afresh. Come and fill us, I pray. Thou art welcome in my heart, Holy Spirit. Thou art welcome in my life. Omnipotent. Potent Father of mercy and grace, Thou art welcome in this place.
We welcome you into our hearts. We welcome you into our lives. We welcome you into this church. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and baptize every one of us. Every one of us that is a yearning in our hearts. A new and a fresh. Set us on fire, we pray. That we would be the proof producers that you desire us to be. Come and be the unseen guest in our hearts. Every second, every split second of our day, of our life. We ask you not just to be resident, but to be president in our life. We ask you to eradicate the sin that so easily entangles our lives. I pray that you would forgive us for our transgressions and remove them as far as the east is from the west. Give us a new start, we pray. We do not want to be mediocre in our relationship with you. We want to be totally sold out to you. Welcome in my life, Holy Spirit. Thou art welcome in my life, an Father of mercy and grace. Thou art welcome in this place. Come in this place. Forgive us, Lord, where we try to do things on our own way and in our own strength. Lord, I pray that you would give us a new beginning. Fill us with fire. Fill every person here that has a heart for you. Fill us to overflowing, I pray. Amen. Are you thirsty? I want to encourage you when you go and this week and you spend time in God's word and with him. Go down on your knees. Go down, whatever. Lie on the ground. Say, for me. God will meet you at your point of expectation. Always. Always. He always meets you at your point of expectation. And may you expect greater things. May you expect to be touched. May you expect to be used. May you expect to change people's lives. May you go and change people's hearts this week.